0: Hello. I need to adjust something here. I am coming on a bit early. I mean, it's only 10 minutes. Also, I realize that I'm in direct competition with the angry Albertans' massive, massive viewership that he does, which I know that my viewers are heavily encased into that. Not that there's a competition, but... (laughs) I did realize now that Wednesday night is probably a bad day for me. <clears throat> um, so, I have so much stuff. Like, one thing I want to say right off the bat is I have so much stuff that I could look at. And it all happened within the last 15 minutes. There's so much stuff right now. So many things that I could deal with. But... I can only cover so many things in an hour or hour and 10 minutes, right? So, I'm just going to immediately get to screen sharing some stuff here. Um, I think right off the bat, what I want to show you guys is this fundraiser that I am looking at. And you can see. So, oh, here we go. Hmm. There we go. So right here, you've got the Mojo Garden Center Fight for Survival. So this girl who is holding this uh, fundraiser on GoFundMe sent me this uh, for Mojo's Garden Center. Um, And uh, if you read the description here, it doesn't really do it justice. It's not to criticize her. Um, Oh, you know what? I realize there's much more in there than I thought there was. So, basically, let's just read this. When someone mentions Mojo Diner, you often hear people say, I love their food. They have a wonderful greenhouse. or They are such a great family. John, Monica, and their two boys have worked tirelessly for years to build a business they can be proud of. Mojo's greenhouse has been in operation since 2013 and the diner since 2015. So, everyone knows it's been tough, especially with the AHS protocols. Thankfully, the restrictions are lifted and most people are out enjoying life as normal. But did you know that many small businesses are still fighting tooth and nail just to survive? So, <clears throat> we need to understand, though, that this business um, chose to take a stand for our rights and resist the the shutdown and stay open, and they have been punished severely for it even in the last little bit so basically ahs has been coming to their business and uh finding problems new problems with it every day hold on here i can't get back to my main video um so basically people have been coming what's crazy is just not having people comment in the chats it's super weird for me um basically though um you have you have this business who's been who tried to stay open tried to do the right thing now you have ahs coming there harassing them um finding all kinds of problems with their stuff so The last one I heard was that they couldn't open because the septic was too close to their water, but they had just opened that like they had just gotten that installed or fixed or tested or installed several years ago six years ago and now all of a sudden it was too close. So basically they'd be arguing that the contractor would have installed it wrong, but it would have been inspected at the time. So the whole thing is suspect. It's like they're just looking for any issue. Then they got the fire department involved because if you don't know, um, uh, Mojo has a cowboy church service on uh, on Sundays there and um, they AHS couldn't figure out who was in charge of it. And so what they've done is uh, made sure to do a bunch of inspections and get the building, the greenhouse, confirmed so that they can't have customers in it. So another thing you can do is not only donate to this GoFundMe. Um, <laughs> uh, thanks, John. Um, he says, I'll comment. I'm not really watching, mostly listening. Keep going. Which, uh, you know what, just as a side note... If you guys don't know, I am now uploading these as a podcast to Podbean. You can find my Podbean link in my Facebook profile. I've also posted links to it. And then also you can search for me on Spotify. Or you can add my RSS feed to your Apple Podcasts or Overcast app. So if you're into listening to me, you can listen to me now. I'm going to try to upload this tonight. You can listen to me the next day if you want instead of watching my videos. So anyway, Mojo Diner. Um, basically, they're they're in a they're in a tough spot. They can't have customers into any of their buildings. The diner's totally closed. Um, it's greenhouse season, uh, and and people are only going to be planting for the next week. So they're having massive sales. You can go there. You can go to Mojo Diner on Highway Forty Three. You can. Uh, They will bring out the stuff to you. Um, Anything you want to order, they'll tell you what they have in stock and all that. And if you feel so inclined, please donate to this GoFundMe. Uh, That would be really awesome if you guys could do that. So please, you know I've kind of had a heart for this business just because they decided to stay open when most people wouldn't. And they tried to take a stand. Um, And that was for everybody. If everybody would have done that, we wouldn't be where we're at, right? So, awesome. I sure hope you can't hear my child crying uh, upstairs. But um, that's okay if we can, right? So, I'm going to switch to something that I saw that was truly amazing. So, obviously I try to do a local Alberta thing every every time I do this. Every time I do the show, we'll call it. Um, Casey Madu just put forward a request and a case. um, He's the justice minister of Alberta to allow Canadians to carry pepper spray. So if you're in the U S pepper spray is completely banned in Canada. You cannot carry it. Only police can carry it. And so um, understand that people are basically not allowed to defend themselves in Canada. That's something you need to understand. Um, we don't have the right to defend our property in the same way as, as most of the U.S. does. We don't have the ability to use some sort of implement if we're a smaller, weaker person. We're, we we can't defend ourselves against attackers. It's, it's really tragic. Basically, you'd have to beat them in a fist fight or something. So, let... Oh, come on. Why isn't it in there? Oh, I know what I did. Okay, hold on a second, you guys okay hmm. so I didn't uh, I didn't load the video or the link so this is another article um, let's go here. I'm getting very fast at doing these uh, these uh, these screen loads though so that's cool. Um, feeling pretty confident about it. So Alberta justice minister wants Canadians to be allowed to carry pepper spray. This might be the first interesting and positive thing I have uh, seen the UCP do in a long time. Um, I I, I mean, I'm very pro self-defense, so there's that. So he's saying the, the criminal code of Canada needs to be changed to allow Canadians, including vulnerable populations, the tools to defend themselves against hate-motivated crimes, says Alberta's solicitor journal. So obviously the one problem I already encounters I mean, but you have to, I mean, I guess as a politician you have to use this political terminology like motivated by hate. Well, if someone's trying to rape you, is that hate? Like, are we allowed to use, would we be allowed to use pepper spray for things like what is what is a non-hate motivated what's a hate what's a hate motivated crime versus a non-hate motivated crime if someone's trying to steal your purse cuz they want your money is that because they hate you no but they still deserve to be pepper sprayed in my opinion i believe as a runner this would be great beth says as a runner this would be great i agree as a woman who's running through the 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 park by themselves at night, where people hang out in the woods, waiting for you, so they can grab you. I believe I want Beth to have as much pepper spray as she can hold. You have to actually train and practice with it. It's it's you know, but I'd rather give them that chance of burning this guy's eyes. I I I want her to. I want women specifically to have the best chance they can. But I really I want everybody to be able to carry pepper spray. So, Casey Madu made the comments on Twitter Wednesday, including a screen capture of a letter he wrote to the federal government. Albertans need to be able to defend themselves, he wrote. Vulnerable people should be able to feel safe by carrying pepper spray. Amen. The letter addressed to Federal Justice Minister David Lametti and Public Safety Minister Bill Blair asked them to consider changes to the criminal code, which currently lists pepper spray as a prohibited weapon. It is sadly ironic that a vulnerable person carrying pepper spray for self-defense could quite possibly receive a longer sentence than her attacker. I do love that he frames it as a woman as a, against a would-be attacker. That's If you're going to write something to the liberal government, you have to make it about women versus rapey men. And that's the only way you'll ever get anything done, right? It's the only thing you'll ever get anything changed. So, Madhu also said... Uh, the spray would serve as protection for potential victims of drug-fueled attacks. Great, awesome stuff. Um. So basically, it just goes on. Um. He wants to def- like he wants people to be able to defend themselves. This I can get behind. I hope that this gets passed and we are able to carry pepper spray before the UCP gets voted out. Because I'm not voting for them again, no matter what. It doesn't matter how. M- the only honestly. The only way I'm voting for the UCP again is if they get it so I can carry a handgun legally. That's about it. Straight up. So, um, what was I going to cover? I wanted to go back here. So, uh, yes. So the concept that you as the victim, you as the victim will be punished harder for defending yourself that's a concept that goes all across the board. Um, home burglaries, stuff like that. Like, If I use a handgun from my safe to defend my property from someone who's breaking into my house in the middle of the night, and I do not know why they're there, if I use that handgun for self-defense, I. I will be in a lot of trouble. More so than that guy. Well, if he's alive. But why? Because Canadians are not allowed to use handguns for the purpose of self-defense. When you take a gun training course, they give you three reasons why Canadians can own guns legally. And that is not on the list. I can't remember them. It's like collecting, uh, sport shooting... um. There's three reasons, and it's like two of them... Oh, law enforcement? Basically, two of them are legal reasons to shoot, and one of them is collecting, and none of that has anything to do with self-defense. So, Jordan is saying, no UCP, they're finished. Yes, I understand, but just hear me out on this one, Jordan. If the UCP got us handguns to carry, got us that right... (laughs) That might make it all worth it for me. I'm just saying. We all know that's not going to happen, so don't worry about it. So there you go, man. He wants to bring in self-defense. He wants people to be able to have self-defense, which I think is awesome. So let's move on real quick. I have a lot to blaster. So I was looking at some, some videos from mainstream news outlets, real short ones. And um, the headlines are amazing how much they conflict. So let's start with one. And uh, let's see how it goes here. So share audio. That's always important. We always want to make sure we share the audio. So the first one is called Canada pulls ahead in vaccinations as U.S. sees alarming COVID-19 resurgence. So now if I pick that one, if I pick this video... And uh, and we read that title. What do you think that this would be about? It would be about the fact that the Canadians are doing much better than their American counterparts, right? That's That's what you would think it would be about, right? Well, I mean... Yeah, I think you'd, you'd kind of be wrong. I don't really know what to make of this video. But let's check it out together, shall we?
1: This is in all 50 states. Uh, and America...
0: We'll, we'll uh, restart it.
1: In the U.S., the Delta variant is driving up new cases in all 50 states. And America's vaccination rates are stagnating, putting the U.S. behind Canada. According to Oxford University's Our World in Data, 49% of Canadians have received both doses of a COVID-19 vaccine. In the US, it's 48%. When it comes to the first dose, it's 70% overall in Canada, compared to 55% in the US. As Jennifer Johnson explains, the concern isn't just the number of people becoming infected, it's also the severity of the illness. Masks are back on in Los Angeles County, mandated after a new surge of COVID-19 cases.
0: Until things really get back to normal, got to do what we got to do to get things back to normal, you know what I mean?
1: New cases of COVID-19 have doubled in the U.S. in the last two weeks, rising in almost every state as the Delta...
0: So I realized that I uh, I started with the wrong video, but that's okay. The The point of this one is to show that Canada is pulling ahead of the U.S. and doing better than the U.S. Um, So congratulations, Canada. You're injecting people at a slightly better rate than the u.s and now let's fear monger some stuff about delta
1: delta variant spreads officials in la are taking no chances it's not punishment it's prevention we still have four million people out of 10 million that haven't been vaccinated and many of them are young people hospital
0: remember guys it's not punishment it's prevention
1: Hospitalizations for COVID-19 are also increasing in several states, up more than 70% in Florida and 150% in Springfield, Missouri, which is now running out of hospital beds.
2: We know what the solution is. It's vaccination. People need to get it. It's readily available.
1: In Nevada, nearly 100% of the people in this hospital's intensive care unit are unvaccinated.
2: With some of these
0: variants, it's passing much more efficiently, and people are getting much sicker than last year. Health experts expect more... Ma- people are getting much sicker than last year. Let's just see some real data. They just say it and expect you to believe it.
1: Mask mandates will be put in place as hospitals become overwhelmed again.
0: It's nauseating. In areas where there are low numbers of vaccinated people, or where cases are rising, it's very reasonable for counties to
2: take more mitigation measures, like the mask rules that you see coming out in L.A.
1: Warning, this fourth surge is just the beginning. The Centers for Disease Control is urging everyone to get vaccinated. President Joe Biden is even taking on Facebook, accusing the social media giant of spreading vaccine misinformation.
0: Like, can we... So... That's a real thing you just heard. You just heard that. That they're trying to tell you that there is a conflict between Facebook. Uh, There's a conflict between Facebook and the U.S. government. (laughs) Right now, when when Jen Psaki the other day just said that they're working hand-in-hand with social media companies... To suppress misinformation or information they don't like, let's say. Uh, and so this is just another contrived thing. Look at this. Facebook is helping spread COVID misinformation. They have been cracking down so hard lately. I don't know how, how I still exist on Facebook. Because the amount of people I know that have received bans lately is crazy. It might be because I always do that. You go into your block list. You type in the word fact checker and you'll get hundreds of people that are named fact checker, but only when they're in the blocking system. I don't know how this works, but I block those people. I don't know what it means. I don't know how it works, but I don't get in trouble on Facebook and I block. I block the fact checker people. So I don't know. Maybe it works. So Terry says your parents are coming becoming overwhelmed by the vaccinated people because they're shedding and they're going to have horrific illnesses. Why would anyone take a suicide shot? got to be out of their minds. Yeah, I mean, I believe that the shedding is a real problem. The amount of women I've talked to that have, uh, how do I put this? Like, menstrual issues. And I mean, normally I don't talk about this stuff. But now nothing's off the table. Because people are being injured. And people are having random periods as soon as they spend time with people that have gotten shots. I don't know. Allegedly. Allegedly. Yeah, well, and how many people have been... How many people have gotten the shot? It's a lot, I believe. Um, They're saying it's like 40% in some places, but... (laughs) I think they're allowed to. I think they run vaccinated people at a, at different cycle thresholds for the PCR test, right? They run it at 25, which is the reasonable number, right? So, how could we even know? Anyway, let's hear what Senile Joe has to say. We'll re, we'll resign it. We'll uh, rewind it a bit here.
1: Nation. they're killing people. Facebook is firing back.
0: So that had nothing in it. It was just him say they're killing people. That that is amazing. We have no idea we have no idea what what Joe Biden was talking about there at all right So this is just a great example of how you don't know anything. I've, you cannot know what the original context of him saying they're killing people was
1: Act saying millions have used their vaccine finder to get a shot. The battle comes as federal health officials struggle to put an end to this pandemic. Jennifer Johnson
0: Global So yet again you have global, Causing or saying there's a conflict between the U.S. government, the U.S. government, and the and this, like, or sorry, and Facebook, really? Oh, you guys, you distract me with your comments sometimes. I know I have a gab account. Someone's saying, Get on gab, they won't silence you. I have a gab account, I just never use it. Oh, so. <clears throat> Now let's look at the next article or the next video, shall we? So what, what is, okay. Oh, okay. So Beth, I assume Beth, Sorry, I got distracted there. I'm trying to be better for the audio listeners. Cause apparently there's already a couple. Um, Beth has said, hang on. I have that. I assume she is talking about the feminine issues and she posted a link in the comments so if you want to click on that and see what she's talking about uh, we can check that all out together well I'm not going to check it out because I I can't I can't I can't do that right now I'm I'm doing this video podcast thing so let's get rid of buddy getting his, uh, his shot and we will go here and now let's go to the next video <laughs> So, remember that one was called Canada Pulls Ahead in Vaccinations as USC's Alarming COVID 19 uh, Resurgence. So, and this video is called Canada Needs to Increase COVID 19 Vaccinations, Experts Say. So, that's awesome. I wish that I could get this. Nah, it doesn't matter. Why am I complaining? Who cares? Okay okay. <laughs> thank you. Yeah. Oh, I'm sorry, Beth. So Beth says not the feminine issues, the Biden quote, it's the full question he was asked and his answer. Okay. Thank you. Uh, okay. I need to click on that then. Okay. Come on. Okay. Hold on a second here. uh we're gonna screen share that right now instead. Thank you, Beth. Um, see, this is why, this is why the uh, people in the comment sections um, can really help me out with stuff. This is awesome. Um, let's see what he said. Okay, so he did actually. Seems like he did say that. So, that's interesting. Alright, let's see what uh, old Joe has to say. What's your message message to platforms like Facebook?
2: They're killing people.
1: I mean, it really... Look, the only pandemic we have is among the unvaccinated. and And they're killing people.
0: Awesome. Okay, so... From that, it seems like it's pretty clear that he was saying that the unvaccinated are what's killing people, which is exactly what I've been saying is what they're going to say. It's the unvaccinated that are going to kill you. Um, Let me know if you guys think I'm right about what he said there in context. So that was awesome. You need to have... Sometimes I do have some, someone asks me or tells me you need to have someone act as a moderator. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of have that sometimes. Sometimes Cliff's here, sometimes he's not. Uh, I, I don't really tell him when I'm going on. He knows it's on Wednesday and if he's busy, he's just like, he's just not here. Sometimes he forgets. I doesn't. It, it literally, when you're paying your friend nothing to help you, it's not important if they're here, right? So anyway, let's go back to our second video. Uh, Canada needs to increase COVID vaccinations. I know Shannon says, oh, wow, I just tuned in. You have Joe Biden on the show now. I know. Amazing. It's like, how do I get these guests? So Canada needs to increase COVID vaccinations. Let's go. So what did we just learn? Canada is doing awesome and pulling ahead of the U.S. But now, now, now we're not. So let's check it out.
1: Whether
2: it's basketball, Canada, the NBA title is yours! Or the race to get vaccinated. There is always a friendly rivalry between Canada and the U.S.
0: We've surpassed them. They've had tremendous access to vaccines earlier on. We had tremendous access to vaccines a bit later on. But the uptake in Canada has... So hold on. This guy admitted, right, that Canada has surpassed the U.S., and yet, he's still saying we're doing terrible. He wants to make sure that you know that we suck at getting vaccinated, which I'm really, actually quite excited to hear. Honestly, obviously, been phenomenal.
2: And medical experts say we can't stop. Not you. yet. We will get negative in a minute. Canadians, plus, all kids under 12 are still not vaccinated. <laughs> Even so, most of the country is finally reopening. Over the weekend, Ontario allowed the return of movie theatres and indoor dining. And Manitoba let restaurants stay open later. Being able to enjoy an outdoor environment, eat food, and starting to get back into the swing of things has been really nice. Calgary wrapped up its famous stampede. And Yellowknife hosted its Folk on the Rocks Festival all while more contagious variants are quietly spreading.
0: If we want significant... Hear that? All the while, more contagious variants are spreading. You're going to die. You are going to die. And there's nothing you can do about it. No, so obviously, you're not going to die. That's probably not going to happen. Not from COVID or any of the variants, Delta is not going to hurt you, especially if you already had COVID and you have antibodies. But you're not allowed to talk about that. That's allegedly, right? Again, allegedly. All right. So let's hear what this, uh, let's hear what this uh, awesome, awesome guy has to say. <laughs> On significant community level protection, you're going to need to vaccinate way, way, way more people. Way, way, way more people. Three ways. That's a lot. That's a lot of ways
2: at this afternoon pop-up clinic near Toronto, hundreds lined up for one of just 300 available doses for many of those here today. It's not just about getting a vaccine. It's about getting the shot they want.
0: So check this out. What you're going to see is people that are lining up for a specific shot. So if they have. Pfizer they want a second dose Of Pfizer because they think that's Safer than mixing and matching But all of the Medical elite in Canada Is telling you right now that it's Okay to mix so these People Will question that But they won't question The shot In general They're literally being Told by these people That are coercing them to get a shot um, that it's okay to mix and match and they don't want to mix and match because they think it's better to get two of the same. They think that that's safer. So they're willing to go against the narrative on that but not actually question anything else out of that. Unbelievable.
2: Two doses of Pfizer would be better for us.
0: Two doses of Pfizer.
2: This, despite the repeated...
0: So there you go. Two doses of Pfizer would be better. I don't want to mix vaccines.
2: Message from health officials that both Pfizer and Moderna are basically identical.
0: See, there you go. Both Pfizer and Moderna are identical. So why won't... Why won't they listen? Why are you trusting the medical experts to tell you to get this shot? But they're telling you to mix and match and you don't want to do that. Do it. Mix and match. They're telling you it's fine. Why do you have a problem with that? It's mind-blowing.
2: Pfizer and Moderna are basically identical.
0: We don't have weeks or months for for indecision in in regards to, to vaccination. And I think, again, we look back to the community. We don't have time to worry about you worrying about safety or mixing and matching or getting two of the same. We need to get this in you now. Don't you understand that? We need to get it in you now. ...that are being most affected right now by the Delta variant, and it is those communities that are unvaccinated.
2: A warning that comes before another fall.
0: So the communities that are most susceptible uh, to the Delta variant are the ones that are the most unvaccinated. Prove it! That's all. Prove it! Prove it.
2: ...all where gatherings shift indoors and kids go back to school, which could all mean another win for this virus. Lauren Helley, CBC News, Toronto.
0: This is how fun. Anyway, so you can see, though. Um, yeah, everyone's making their own science. Yeah, it's a free for all now. So, uh, I don't know. Like, <laughs> make sure, make sure that you read these headlines and look at how they're manipulating you. Global's telling you that you're doing great, that Canada is doing great. We're blowing ahead of the U.S. The U.S. is starting to falter. Meanwhile, you've got it in Canada saying, wow, or from CBC saying, you know, we've surpassed the U.S., but we're still doing really terrible. And basically, you're all at risk of dying because there's still people that aren't vaccinated. Um, so, Nov just posted about this. And yes, good stuff, man. Uh Nuv says you watched the Tucker takedown of the Vax Dems who got covid anyways and probably gave it to the VP. Yeah, it's it's awesome. So basically these these Democrats took a bus uh to Texas or something or from Texas, I don't know. And they all got covid on the bus together, which is hilarious. Um so I have one more thing to talk about. You'll notice in the title of this episode if you're watching it on YouTube, it says TGC begs for its people to go back to church. And that's what they're doing. <laughs> and you're not going to believe what Bible verses they're using to tell you that you should go back to church. <laughs> I, you won't even be able to believe it. Um, they're using Hebrews 10, 25. Do not forsake the gathering. That's how they're going to tell people that they should go back to church now after not being at church for 16 months <laughs> or a year. That's actually what they're going to do in this article. Your mind is about to be blown. So, yes, they're going from Texas to Washington, D.C. So, are you ready? Okay, so let's not sin in our anger. That's that's a big one for me. Let's see here. Um, Going back to church, the article's called. By the Gospel Coalition. Let's take a good, long look at this bad boy. Shall we? Ooh, uh, I like, I like, I like, I like me down in the corner here, Democrats and TGC. Uh, uh, Shannon says, yeah, I mean, they're (laughs) some of it's pretty similar, isn't it? Um, sorry. Let's see if I can just get this streamlined here. I like to set it up so that I have my video beside me. So let's scroll through this bad boy together, shall we? So I'm going to just read the whole article for you guys. Um, you're going to see how she's kind of painting a, a sob story. This is from Jen Pollock Mitchell, I'll I'll say. I'm not sure how that's pronounced, but I'm sorry. I'm sorry, Jen. I don't mean to pronounce your name wrong. Several months ago, my son pulled out a crumpled church bulletin from the pocket of his jacket. February 23rd, 2020. It was a bulletin from one of the last Sundays we attended church in person before the pandemic. One of the last Sundays, I sat on a wooden pew, the sun streaming through the stained glass windows of our 19th century sanctuary in Toronto's downtown. One of the last Sundays, we slid into our familiar low or sorry, our familiar row late. So one, do you always go to church late? Like, do you always get to church late? I just want to address that. You should be getting to church on time, and on time means early. You should not be going to church late. Church is the time for corporate worship. And being late shows that you don't take it seriously. So maybe that's why it's easy for some people to miss 12 months of church because they don't take getting to church on time seriously. And if you don't, if you don't take it seriously, you should pretty fair i think <laughs> tgc ugh, yeah i agree it's pretty ug so anyway we already know this lady gets to church late often i would imagine i'm assuming that based on the way she just puts that as like the familiar way that she would always go to church is kind of how it's 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 put put out there um And so being late is like part of the normal routine of going to church is how it reads to me. Anyway, so she nodding to Becky and Rob to Janie and Jung. One of the last Sundays we shushed our youngest son during communion, passing the tray of gluten-free crackers and grape juice over him. So these are all pretty familiar things for everybody who goes to church, right? Just painting that picture of a you know, normal church service, right? So, for the last 15 months, our church, like many others, has not consistently physically gathered for weekly worship. Like many others. You mean like almost like all of them? Like 98%? Yeah. Uh, When we've canceled services, we've wanted to submit to our governmental authorities. When we've remained home, we've wanted to love our neighbors well. And did you? Did you love your neighbors well? I would love to debate that. I would love to debate... If that's loving your neighbor. Um, And I believe that as you read this article, you can tell that this woman actually quite enjoys staying home for church. um, But has a religious duty to return to church. That's the vibe I get from this. She seems to like being at home for church, honestly. And so... Let me let me tell you, or l- like comment in the comment section as we go through this article. Let me know if you think that she was doing this to love her neighbors because it says when we've remained home, we've wanted to love our neighbors well. Tell me if you think that that's the motivation by the time we get to the end of this article. So, thanks be to God, many of us are now permitted to return, permitted the government has permitted you to return to church by the way um, it's within their jurisdiction to tell you to go to church boom romans 13 they have jurisdiction over christ church don't you know don't you know that that's what it says i i i'm going to stop being so i'm going to stop being so sarcastic i'm going to i'm going to do my best so thanks be to god many of us are now permitted to return to our wooden pews and folding chairs to our stained glass windows and school gymnasiums to our fidgety children and our gospel meals so folding chairs and school gymnasiums is in brackets and you know what this reminds me of it reminds me of at work when we're in a meeting and they go guys we need to do blah 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 when they and girls right like this is it's like making sure that she's covering all her bases for like what kind of church you go to Permitted by who, Beth asks. The government, right? You're permitted by the government to return to church. That's who's in charge of your church. That's who is the head of your church. In Alberta, Jason Kenny's the head of the church. Well, he's the head of the state church. He's not the head of the Christ church, but he's the head of the state church. So remember, um if you think that the government has jurisdiction to close your church, the head of your church is Jason Kenny. Sorry. I don't, I know it hurts, but it is true. (laughs) I'm sorry. So, um, going on, the physical gathering of God's people is essential to a light, to a life of Christian discipleship. Reading the 10th chapter of Hebrews, it seems one primary way we hold fast the confession of our, uh, sorry, we hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering in verse 23 and consider how to stir one another to love and good works. Stir up one another to love and good works. You can quote me on Facebook, Shannon. Thank you. Um, verse 24 is to sit shoulder to shoulder. Look at this. Oh, okay. It seems one primary way we hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering and consider how to stir up one another to love and good works is to sit shoulder to shoulder sunday after sunday and rehearse together the true story of the world it seems one primary way it seems one primary way this is one of the this is the primary way that you do that The time that I see my fellow believers the most is on Sunday. My opportunity to pray for others, to reach out for others, to look at biblical texts together happens after church. It is the most important day of the week. It is the day of the week that I have the least problems getting out of bed for. And if it's not for you, there might be an issue and you need to check your heart if it's hard to get out of bed for church there's either something wrong with something going on in you that's wrong or there's something wrong with your church right there could only be two options you need to look at yourself and your church if you can't get out of bed to go to church if it's hard to drag yourself out of bed to go to church guys guys it's one or the other. This is a this is a mind-blowing statement, though. One of the primary ways you would do those things in verses 23 and 24 of Hebrews 10 is to sit shoulder to shoulder Sunday after Sunday and rehearse together the true story of the world. Together we remember the world is broken because of human rebellion. Which honestly, even that terminology right there, mmm, it's okay. But when we look at the source of the article, like the TGC vibe that we get, like the brokenness, the world is sinful. The world is dead in its sin and trespass. And yes, it's broken, but my ears always perk up. Uh, My ears always perk up. Well, Shannon, this article was nowhere to be found. She says, "Where was this article 16 months ago?" The reason this was nowhere to be found 16 months ago um, is because you had to love your neighbor and submit to the government, governing authorities. And so, yes, think about think about that. There's 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 just something missing. It's not it's not a bad statement. It's not an untrue statement, but it's a soft statement, right? And not every statement has to be hard, but just this is how this is how TGC writes, right? Together we remember the world is broken because of human rebellion. Oh, we broke the world. We broke it. No, the world is dead in its sins and trespasses. And at some point, Jesus is coming back and burning the whole thing up and creating a new heaven and a new earth. Because this earth is destined for destruction. That's not just brokenness, right? So, together we proclaim it is being renewed through the finished and yet-to-come work of Christ. Amen to that part. Absolutely. That's true. (sighs) I don't want to donate. I'm sorry, guys. At least half of that story has been made more real during our pandemic year and the crisis of disease, death, social, upheaval, family breakdown, and loneliness after 2020. How about... That sin has run rampant through North America and Western nations because the cover of darkness has been so thick through this time that the amount of evil going on and the amount of evil that's not being dealt with and that is so easy to cover through this pandemic. How about that? How about we deal with that? Let's deal with that. Deal with the sin, right? Hmm. And like all those things are bad, right? All those things are things we need to deal with. Of course it's true. It's never untrue. Um, (laughs) John, man. (laughs) Oh, I'm glad that you're feeling convicted. He's saying he skipped his Bible study tonight and he's watching me instead. Well, yeah, you should probably go to your Bible study, man. Um, But, but I have a hard time with Bible studies midweek too. They, they do stress me out more because we have three little kids. Most Bible studies are like, could you not bring kids? So how do I even navigate that? Um, You need a babysitter every week. You know, it's tough. So that's a little different for, for church is this corporate amazing thing. And yes, Bible studies can be that too. But, but, um, if there's restrictions on it to make it not the whole family coming, then it's it's hard. That's that's what my that's what my issue is with a lot of them is I can't get the kids there, or it's just runs too late for toddlers, right? But anyway. Um okay, at least half that story has been made more real during our pandemic. Okay. After 2020, we don't need convincing the world needs rescue. But the hopeful ending of the world's story. But the hopeful ending of the world story, this is something harder to see, something harder to believe. It requires faith, which is one more reason. The assembling of Christians is so necessary. Hey, check it out. Apparently, the assembling of Christians is necessary. What an amazing concept. It's almost like something you shouldn't forsake for anything, especially if the government's telling you not to do it, especially if they're using a fake pandemic to do it, right? But apparently to this lady, all of a sudden, even yeah, exactly, Shannon, even during a pandemic, even during a pandemic, the assembling of Christians is necessary. So this lady admits the assembling of Christians is necessary, so that means that Zoom meetings don't cut it, right? Okay. At church, we believe on each other's behalf. Uh, at church, we believe on each other's behalf. Okay. I'm not. I'm, I don't. I'm not totally sure if I understand what she means here. I can think of the many, many times I've drugged. So this is her description of going to church, by the way. Um, I don't like this. This honestly made me concerned because why is church not fun for you? So I can think of the many, many times I've drugged myself to church in years past, weathered by the week and battered by bad news. I've plunked myself down in a pew as sullen as Jonah, but. Okay, so, okay, it's a little better. But then Gwen, not, not, maybe I criticized her early on this part. But then Gwen prays from the front. Then David bends over the piano. Then Ezra sings loudly. Three pews behind me, his mom is looking sheepish. The Bible is open, the gospel is preached, and Dan lifts the bread one more time to announce the body of Christ broken for you now i don't know if her husband's a pastor and his name's dan but for me the wording of just dan lifts the bread i am assuming that that's a pastor so it should be at least pastor dan i i would throw the title in there i don't know if it's her husband or not if it's her husband i could see why i could see why she um i could see why she just said dan so i don't want to give her too hard of a time Some churches have canceled outdoor services now due to smoke. When will it ever be safe again? Yeah, good point. I work outside all day. I worked outside. So if you're not from Alberta or BC, you might not know that the air quality is really bad because of the forest fires right now. Um, But the air quality is really bad because of the forest fires right now. I've been working outside the whole time. And uh, still safer than wearing a mask all day. How about that? (laughs) I don't know if that's true. (laughs) Oh, so anyway, he lifts the bread and uh, one more time to announce the body of Christ broken for you. Hope settles in uh, hope settles in me as ballast. And as the old hymn writer says, I think I can face tomorrow for those of us able to return to church. It won't be easy for some of us will be afraid you should not be afraid. If you're afraid, it's because you've refused to look at the facts of what's actually happening out there. You have no need to be afraid at all. Like on a spiritual level, we're never supposed to be afraid, but just the, the generic, I'm afraid to get sick because it's really bad, that's not true. You need to quit being lied. You need to quit believing the lies that are being fed to you if you believe this. If this is you, if you're still afraid to go out in public and you're a Christian and you're supposed to have discernment and you're supposed to uh be people of truth, you should know by now that you have been lied to for the last year and a half. It's enough. It's enough. Give it up. Oh. Yeah. Some leadership has fostered this fear by complying. Yeah, like this lady's church, I imagine. Just reading comments. (sighs) Okay. So, it won't be easy for some of us. We'll be afraid. Getting to church where important safety protocols are in place. Because that's important. Those important safety protocols, right? Saving lives every day will still require we trust the God who calls us to assemble. Really? So, right now, so, fear of COVID is something I need to push through now because I'm allowed to return to church. I need to fight through the fear. Okay, let's, let's work this out. She's okay with you fighting through the fear of COVID to attend church if the government says you're allowed to attend church. But... If you're afraid of persecution or fines or arrest, then it's okay to stay home. Now, obviously, she hasn't actually said that. What she's saying is, is that it's loving to stay home. But it is amazing that um, this this fear argument she's putting forward, like you need to overcome that so that you can go back to assembling because it's really important. That is the exact argument that I would use for why we don't need to be afraid of government overreach. And again, if you think it's the government is trying to protect you, you're wrong. You are wrong. They're not trying to protect you. They're a bunch of Romans 1 people, Romans 1, 18 to 25 people, trying to tell you you can't worship the God who created you and them. Yeah. Shannon says now they trust God? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Apparently now we can trust God and just push through, right? This article is nauseating. I sorry. Sorry. Um look at this man. So it says Will so getting to church will still require we trust the God who calls us to assemble. Wow amen we'll have to believe that something happens in this physical gathering of the church that can't be reproduced virtually and mediated through a screen you gospel coalition for the last year have said it's okay have said it's fine to meet virtually and now you want people that read your articles to all of a sudden believe That there's something specifically important about gathering together all of a sudden? All of a sudden, you care. You care. It's important. there's, There's something special about meeting together. All of a sudden. All of a sudden, now it's important. So... But under the threat of persecution, that's not... It's good. It's not, it's, it's important, but it's not that important. It's not important enough to like get a fine. Like that's just foolishness. (laughs) Like if you're worried about getting COVID a little bit, but the government says it's okay, then you can do it. But you, oh my goodness. (sighs) Yeah. Beth says in uh, Nova Scotia, we have churches that are closed for service, but open for vaccines. Well, I would just say that those aren't. I would, I would say that those aren't churches. Shannon asks, did this lady stay home from shopping? We uh, we can't know that, but I doubt it. She wore a mask for sure while she was shopping. I need a drink. Now. Just give me a second. Okay. So, keep that in mind. We'll have to believe that something happens in this physical gathering of the church that can't be reproduced virtually and mediated Through a screen. I believe that. How come your people don't believe that? Mm, Because you told them that that's not true. You told them that gathering is not worth being punished for. So, there you go. Right? Some, Some people did. Some people thought it. But fear won't be our only obstacle to returning to church. For many of us... We'll we'll find it difficult mostly because we've lost the habit. Importantly, that's the word the writer of Hebrews uses in the 10th chapter. Don't neglect to meet together as is the habit of some. Habit or custom of some. So when we who wouldn't close. Use this verse. The common retort is, yes, but we want to gather. We're not forsaking the gathering because we don't want to gather. We still want to gather. So now, this verse is being used to justify and encourage people to go back to church um, I lost my train of thought there because of the comments so it reminds us how spiritual habit can act oh whoops sorry um, don't neglect to meet together as is the habit of some okay so like I said we used that argument the common retort was but we want to gather we're not we're not forsaking it deliberately okay. Now you're using it on people that are still scared. So they would still fit that requirement. Now, I don't know if this lady's ever used that argument, obviously. My point is is a standard argument. Now you're trying to encourage people to come back because they're allowed. But if they're still scared, then who are you to even encourage them to come back? Who are you to use this verse? They want to gather, but they just can't yet. Just like you couldn't when the government said you couldn't. So this verse doesn't apply to that, you can't use this verse to encourage people, because there's a specific use, a very, very, very specific use that only you guys, or that you guys can only use it for. You can't use it for this, because if people are still scared, and they say, yeah, but I want to gather, I just can't, then it's over. There's no argument. This verse can't use it. So, Then she says, this word reminds us how much of our spiritual lives, both individual and corporate Rely on rhythms and routines. It reminds us how spiritual habit can act like a current. Catching us, carrying us. Sending us along in our life with God. The bad news about habit is that habits take time to form. Change by habit is slow and steady. We've lived through a long year uh, where doing church in our pajamas has grown comfortable and easy. So remember what I said? Remember what I said about um, how it sounds like, or first she said she's doing it for, for to love her neighbors. Um, she said she's doing it to love her neighbors. Uh, then, um, you know, it kind of seemed like it was always hard to get to church now she's saying that realistically, she actually, this is easy and it's nice. I like doing online church, but I've got to drag myself to church. So let's see. We've lived a long year where doing air quotes church in our pajamas has grown comfortable and easy establishing a new habit or recovering a former habit always requires us to overcome resistance. If we wait until we feel like going back to church, that day might never come. So there's a whole bunch of people she's trying to encourage that don't feel like going back to church. I don't sympathize with that at all. Now, I don't you could like you could be there, you could be agreeing with this and maybe you do need to train yourself to go back to church cuz you know it's the right thing but for me I live to go to church on Sunday. That's all I want to do. I was devastated by not being able to go to church for several weeks and most people were at our church. And when we got to when we went back to church and reunited, it was fantastic. Um I like I said I don't need to drag myself out of bed on a Sunday. I am excited to get there. I want to be there. You need to want to be there. If you're a believer, where's your desire? Now, there can be many things. What I've realized from this year of this stuff is that a lot of people don't experience Christian fellowship. Like the... I wish I, I cannot divulge the conversation I I had but with a young um like with a young younger Christian from church the conversation we had was lots of you know um just hard topic like there were, it was a hard topic and I wouldn't be able to have a conversation with this person outside of Sundays because I'm not going to be hanging out with a 20 year old woman. It's never going to happen. But at church in the foyer, when there's lots of people around and you're comp- and you have complete, um, um, not, uh, you have complete, uh, backup, um, accountability. Cause everyone's, uh, they're looking now I can have these conversations with these people. Right. Um, so think about that. And, uh, you know it's it's it, the point the point of this story is not to tell you what happened uh what what the conversation was, but basically it's just to show you like I can't i don't like that's your opportunity to get to talk to people and maybe you counsel people or provide encouragement or pray for people right that's the big day, yes, yeah, Sylvia says Sunday's the best day of the week, <laughs> oh. Yeah, so Sylvia says, it wasn't comfy or easy for me to miss church, is what she's saying. Hence, I didn't do it. I found a church that was open. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, Makes me want to cry thinking about it. So, um, establishing a new habit or recovering a former habit always requires... Okay, so sorry. I'm, I'm rereading it. If we wait until we feel like going back to church, that day might never come. So... She says this, but there's good news too. Habits don't require cleverness. I don't even know what that means, but getting back to church might feel like running through mud, but running is like walking. So this lady, I imagine because she's female, she's equating this with her own experience. I imagine that this is how she felt returning to church. You feel like going back to church is like trudging through mud. I cannot sympathize with that. I have no concept of understanding what that feels like. Like, think, like, this is the, that's the big day of the week, man. Um, One of the people that I talk to often is my pastor's wife, Erin. Um, me and her are never hanging out. It's never going to happen. There's neither of us would be caught dead hanging out together. It would never happen because of appearances. Right? Like when James was in jail, I went to her house. I went to their house to pick up uh, the, the the kids, um, their two sons. And I didn't even really want to be in the house that long. Like, these are the things you worry about because you want to protect that person's uh appearance right of not doing evil and so that's my big opportunity to talk to this person whom like whom i love right so i'm gonna i'm gonna miss that i'm gonna miss talking to these people that i care about um And they're like, there's men I don't get to talk to either because they have families too. Sunday is the best day. As Sylvia said in the comments, Sunday's the best day of the week. I get to talk to all my friends. (sighs) I get to see all my friends. I get to hear my friend, my pastor, preach unbelievable sermons. Now, your pastor might not have the exegetical prowess Of of James of Pastor James, but the point is, is we're supposed to go there because we love these like we. I want to be around God's people, man. It's the only time I get to not have to deal with the filth of the world, right? And I don't mean people. I just mean all the dirtiness of it, the swearing at work, all these things. Right? The immodestly dressed people walking around when I'm just out in public. I don't have to deal with that. And I love that. It's the best place to be. (sighs) So, (sighs) this lady, I feel sad for her. She feels like going back to church is like slugging through mud. But running is like walking. You learned it long ago, and it's unlikely you've forgotten. You simply put one foot in front of another You set an alarm, you get dressed, you leave your downtown condo and walk the desolate Sunday morning streets. At the door of the church, you grab your bulletin, then slide into your pew. When the first song begins to play, you pray, I believe, help my unbelief. So, and by God's grace, you do, at least another week. This is a really, this is really depressing. Um... So I think we've seen some motivation here. I think that this woman actually really does like doing uh, pajama church, let's call it. I think she really does enjoy pajama church. So, but I've been kind of angry at her as I read it. And and what, what I'm seeing here is someone who feels like going to church is work. I hate that for her. Jen, I don't want you to feel like going as that her name, Jen. Yeah. Jen, I don't want you to feel like going to church is is hard work. Um I, I don't want that for you, Jen. I hate that for you. I uh, I want you to I want you to feel the way I do about going to church. I want you to love going to church. But Circling back to all the things that were discussed in that article, the the verses that were used. So, think about this. Think about that article in the context of Romans 13. The job of the government, according to Romans 13, is to punish evildoers. So, at what point did going to church cease to be doing evil? Because the government says it's okay? Now it's not evil anymore? They're still saying you can spread it. There's, there, was, there, was, there was the outbreak on the bus uh, with the Democrats, so there's still outbreaks happening. I'd say, according to your logic, just because the government says it's okay to attend, I'd say, according to you guys, you should still think it's unloving. I would still say, if you're going to use Romans 13, you're still an evildoer. If you want to go to church, right? Aren't you? According to Romans 13, you're still doing evil by going to church. I think because, because, uh, (laughs) I know I I'm half joking. I'm half be like, I'm being facetious a little bit, but, but how is it okay for you to go to church? knowing that there's still people out there that think that you going to big events is wrong is that loving to them when you t- are you gonna are you gonna ruin your witness to those people so when I'm doing this I'm hitting oh yeah you can see that I have a Bible there right so uh, uh, let's just you know let's just read that section um, just so that we can get a Bible a Bible verse a little section of Bible verses on this one so starting in verse one every person is to be in subjection to the governing authorities for there is no authority except from god and those which exist are established by god therefore whoever resists authority has opposed the ordinance of god and they who have opposed will receive condemnation upon themselves for rulers are not a cause of fear for good behavior but for evil do you want to have no fear of authority do what is good and you will have praise from the same for it is a minister of God to you for good but if you do what is evil be afraid for it does not bear the sword for nothing for it is a minister of God an avenger who brings wrath on the one who practices evil so according to this according to this the logic if you're going to use this this section of scripture against people that stayed open the whole time We would be evildoers for keeping the church open. But all of a sudden, the government flips, says it's okay to have churches open, but there's still a ton of people who are really angry at you for opening, and they think it's too soon. Well, shouldn't you go above and beyond what the government's saying? Because the government's not going to punish you for staying closed, right? So if you stay closed longer... Um, if you stay closed longer, wouldn't that be the loving thing to do? You know what? Actually, all the state churches that bowed to Caesar, I think you guys should actually keep staying closed all through the summer. Um, I think that would be good and loving for you guys to just keep staying closed. I I love your neighbor. You guys, it's time to go above and beyond just the government mandate right? Like we want to, we, we should go above and beyond that because it's, it's the loving thing to do. Right. So anyway, guys, this has uh, been, I believe a long one. Oh yeah. And so I'm going to cut it there. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you as always. And now I'm ending the stream.